Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 26, Alcoholism, the dry drunk. When a loved one gets sober, we can think, great, that's it, our lives will be great now. We have prayed, begged, cajoled, nagged, Let's face it, we have done anything and everything to make this day happen. We are codependents after all. Only now we find nothing has changed except that the alcoholic doesn't drink anymore. It's just as bad, maybe worse. You you have even thought about giving the alcoholic drink to make it better. We are now living with a dry drunk. Alcoholics need to work a 12-step program and or attend counselling with an addiction therapist to work through the issues and root cause that led them to drink in the first place. If not, they are trying to white-knuckle it. This won't help them or their families. White-knuckling is when the alcoholic tries to stay sober the hard way. They try to keep a tight rein on themselves and their surroundings. They exhibit the dry-drunk personality. Some alcoholics do go to their 12-step meeting, but they are just paying lip service and not really working the programme. These two are trying it alone and will exhibit the dry drunk personality. You, as their partner, still feel like you're living with an alcoholic and are working on elk shells around them. What are the symptoms of the dry drunk? Here are some of the symptoms, but I'm sure you can add your own ones too. 1. Not seeking counselling with an addiction counsellor and or working a 12-step program. They could do with both really as they need to not only get sober but also to tackle the root cause of their addiction. 2. Irritability with everybody and everything including themselves. Although you may not notice they're annoyed with themselves. The realisation has hit home. All their goals and dreams have not worked out for them and their past behaviour is catching up with them. Reality can be, well, you know the rest. 3. Resentment and anger and even violence. Yes, they resent you, family, friends, but most of all they resent themselves. Even small things can seem to make them angry. If you are unsafe in your own home, please leave. Getting barring order or a safety order and always ask for help. 4. Anxiety. They fear now the future or making a mistake and having to face the consequences. It's not likely they didn't feel it in the past. It's just that they don't have their anaesthetic of choice to take the edge off. They fear being unable to cope with the reality of their lives. 5. Anxiousness. Again, this is about the past catching up with them. They are anxious about what they have done wrong. Can they fix their past mistakes? Can they face the people they have hurt? Can they face themselves? 6. A fear of failure is about the future. What happens if they go back drinking again? What happens if they let their loved ones down again? What happens? The list goes on and on. That old washing machine can go into high spin mode in their heads. 7. Fear Feeling a failure is about the past. They have hurt people they love the most. They may do it again. It can also be about work and friends too. 
Sometimes by the time the alcoholic stops drinking, they have burnt many, many bridges. They may have no job and no home, lost family, work colleagues and friends because of drink. They have lost themselves too. Number eight, low self-esteem. No matter how they seem, they could be a great conversationalist, great people person, but behind it all is low self-esteem. They feel like they are frauds. No one could possibly see the real them as they would run away in fear or laugh at them. They see themselves as just not being good enough. Nine, no healthy boundaries. They probably never learned how to have healthy boundaries, never mind what they are. They need help putting these in place and therapy is the only place to learn how to do that. Ten, lazy or lethargic or withdrawing from the world. They are afraid of what might happen so they withdraw. They can become depressed and if so, they should be reaching out to their doctor. 11. Jealousy. Let's face it, while they were drinking, others were getting on with their lives. Siblings might be more successful, so can friends and neighbours. This goes back to their fear, feeling uh, a failure and not having fulfilled their goals. 12. Working to excess. Trying to keep themselves so busy that they can't go get a drink. They are disassociating with work too. They are also turning to another addiction for help, perhaps workaholics. 13. Disassociating using other things to not engage in reality, such as watching TV, exercising, hobbies, etc. You can probably name loads here that they can use to not fully engage with anyone or anything. That means facing what has happened in the past. 14. Smoking. More if they did so before. Again, they're swapping one addiction for another and this can also include drug addiction and gambling addiction as well as I said, workaholism. 15. Withdrawal from family and friends. Again, they can do this for a number of reasons. They are feeling a failure as they have let you all down. They fear they'll lose you if they if you see the real them. They can also be feeling any of the reasons I've outlined above. Personality traits can become obvious too, as they are being put down to alcohol addiction in the past. These personality traits can include borderline personality disorder, PTSD, DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, depression, anxiety, narcissism, to name but a few. These need professional treatment and the person should be encouraged to seek help. I would like to reiterate, if you feel in danger from your spouse or partner, please take the necessary steps to protect yourself and your children. I have a blog on domestic violence, which you can find at www.debrabarnpsychologyservices.com. The list above is not comprehensive. And guess what? You can probably see many of these traits in yourself too. You're not alone. Your loved one is not alone. There are many successful sober alcoholics in the world. They have made amends and continue to do so. They live happy, healthy lives, but they know they have to work a program to keep it all away. They know that they are only one drink away from going back to where they were when they drank that last drink. If you are a codependent, you need to work on your issues too and you need your own 12-step program such as Al-Anon. As well, if you are a family and friend, you also need this type of 12-step program. There are some steps you can take to help yourself and your loved one. Again, you cannot change somebody else. You can only change you. You cannot get someone to receive help unless they are willing to do so. 
you didn't cause this addiction or any other additional problems associated with it. You cannot cure this addiction, but you can ask for help for yourself so you can get a better understanding of how to deal with your loved one's behaviour and help yourself and children if you have any. Stop covering for them. Allow them to take the responsibilities for their addiction. Don't interrogate the person. It won't help. Don't nag them, control them or anything else either. Instead, you need to start to bring your focus to you and any children involved and get help from your GP, a counsellor, a solicitor or maybe some free financial advice if you can find it in your area. Stop giving or lending money to the person. Never buy them drink. If you are earning money yourself, make sure they do not have access to your bank account or any savings. Yes, this will go on alcohol. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.deborahbrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 